Hi everybody, Mike Wardrop from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. Today's Vision Sunday. Vision Sunday. I love Vision Sunday because it's about seeing what's ahead. And our temptation is to be stuck where we are. But we are today celebrating what God has done in our lives and online church. I'm so glad to be with you in your living rooms, in your homes, as we celebrate what God has done last year. Now, last year, our vision for 2020 was to be spiritual heavyweights. And then COVID came and we became more like physical heavyweights because that at-home life, you know, <laughs> you know, oh, we're forced into lockdown. We can't possibly exercise. But before we move on into 2021, I just want to really affirm what Jess said. We can't skip ahead. We actually can't miss where we've been in 2020. And so before we get to doing a little recap of how good God's been in 2020, I want to take a moment for us as a church to grieve. Right, Because our Vision Sunday is all about excitement. It's all about our enthusiasm, about what God has done in our lives, what He will do in our lives. But we need to honour and acknowledge what has gone on, the grief in our life in order to move forward. So today, I just want to pray for a moment. And I want to encourage you again to stand with me. If you're in the room or if you're, in the, if you're at home, why don't we stand together? We're going to declare what God, we're going to declare our own struggles rather. And we're going to declare that God is bigger. Okay, so today, Lord, just you pray with me if you're at home, pray in the room, pray whatever is on your heart. Today, God, we pray for the world. We pray for a healing of fractured relationships. We think of the United States and the way that in so many ways that, that what's been going on over there has been a microcosm for the world, a fractured world. God, through your Holy Spirit, would you see healing come upon our fractured world? Lord Jesus, we pray for economic viability and, and growth to happen throughout the world, not for the sake of the rich becoming richer so that people might be lifted out of poverty in Jesus' name. Lord, would you see more people out of poverty? Father, for those who are struggling financially, we declare provision over them in Jesus' name. We declare a hope and a future over them in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray health. We pray an end to COVID globally. Lord, we thank you for the blessing you have been in Australia that we are now looking pretty good. But we want to look overseas. We pray for Europe. We pray for Africa. We pray for Asia. We pray for South America. We pray for North America and the islands. In Jesus' name, we would see the eradication of COVID-19. That we would see a vaccine. That we would see miraculous healing in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for our nation. We pray that for those who have lost loved ones this year, that you would be with them, the great comfort of the Holy Spirit with them at this time. Lord, we acknowledge the grief. Lord, for those who have lost things during the bushfires, we acknowledge the grief. And we pray, Jesus, that you would comfort and encourage them, that a community of faith and support would come up around people that have lost something this year and encourage them. God, would you help your church to be that community? 
God, we pray for the leadership of Australia and the leadership of our states that in Jesus' name, you would give them increased wisdom, that you would give them stamina, that you would pour out your grace and blessing on all of them who have led through extraordinary times, our prime minister and our premiers across this country, that the people who have led during an extraordinary time, you would pour out your blessing and grace on at this time. And you would reward and bless them for taking on the mantle of leadership at a time like this. Lord, we pray that our country is united together in one heart, one spirit under the banner of Jesus Christ. We pray for our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander sisters and brothers. We pray for their elders, blessing their past, present and emerging elders, Lord. And we ask that we would continue to honour the way of life, the way they have nurtured the land here in Australia, that we would see them blessed as a people and that a united future in Australia for people who are first peoples and second peoples peoples together into the future in Jesus' name, that we would see justice, that we would see equality, that we would see hope for all people into the future. And Lord, finally, we pray for ourselves. We pray that whatever burdens are on us in 2020, we would lay down now at the foot of the cross in Jesus' name, that we would unburden ourselves and say, only you, sovereign God, can fix this. Only you. But you can and you will, and you're calling us on. And as we finish together, we're going to say the Lord's Prayer together. It'll be up on the screen behind me, and we're going to pray that as a way to finish in unity. So won't you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We're acknowledging the grief of 2020. And if you're listening to it for the first time and, and you never met me before, I'm Mike, by the way. Hello. <laughs> 20 minutes later. But uh, I like to say that the next year is the best year. And... Uh, it's not getting worse, right? It's not getting worse. So next year is the best year. The reason I say that, church, is not because you're going to be more financially prosperous, not even because you're going to be physically healthier necessarily, not because your relationships are going to be better, but because if you're pressing into the presence of God, if your goal is intimacy with Jesus, the next year is the best year because you can always have more of God going deeper with Christ in Jesus' name. Amen? So... We've just looked at the grief of 2020, but what about the joys of 2020? Because even in this bizarre year of lockdowns and Zoom fatigues, I know one thing for sure, that is God is good and His kingdom is unstoppable. Amen? Amen. See, Talia started out 2020 desperately pining after James, and now she's about to marry him. Did I read that right, buddy? I got your, I got your text. Did I read that right? Yeah, great. Alex started out 2020 as a recluse, and now she's got the wonderful Emma as a housemate. Honestly, like she was three cats away from us having a full-scale intervention. I don't know. Speaking of cats, I, 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 this time last year, I sat in a movie cinema on purpose with a ticket I paid for to watch the movie Cats, and I'm here preaching the gospel by the grace of God because God forgives and He's good in Jesus' name. Oh, don't watch cats. 
Jessica Fong started out 2020 feeling like God had prompted her to give a friend a Bible. So she bought a Bible, gave it to a friend and saw two friends find Jesus. Jacob Blackwell started out 2020 struggling to know what to do with his life post-internship and he's helped pioneer our online ministry and next year he's going to be heading up our digital team. Adelaide Cooper, this time last year, was desperately trying to run from Jesus. This time this year, she's preaching. She's leading friends and family to Jesus. She's seeing breakthrough in her life. She's seeing change and transformation because God is good and His kingdom is unstoppable. Let me tell you something, church. I don't know if you're here in your lounge rooms. You've had a terrible year. You've been grieving. You're tired. You're sick of Zoom. You're sick of putting up with every stress of life. You're sick of the uncertainty of lockdown. You've got decision fatigue. But God is good. His kingdom is unstoppable. It is breaking through. Jesus is ruling. Jesus is reigning. God is coming back again. Jesus is not done with us, church. Take 30 seconds for a praise break. Come on. Let's give God the glory for 30 seconds in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is good, even when it doesn't feel this way. Let me tell you how I can show you. It's all very well for me to tell you God is good. Let me show you with statistics because I'm a nerd that way. Why God is good. In 2020, here's how we've lived out our core value of being all about people. In 2020, we had a record 11 new interns. 11. That is a very, very full house full of amazing people getting transformed in Jesus' name. We had 14 salvations, including two digital. 14 adult salvations. We can never praise God enough for that. Two digital. Two digital salvations. 11 baptisms. 11 baptisms. None digital. Do you do, you know, electric shock concerns? 58 new connect cards. What does that mean? That means a new person has been invited by someone to church. And has loved it enough that they wanted to fill out a connect card to say, I want to get more connected. That means more than one person every single week has been impacted by you, has been impacted by the people you've invited. And some of you, you're seeing expansion already. You started inviting somebody. They came to Christ last year and they started inviting people. And there's this multiplication, this gospel multiplication happening because Jesus is taking hold of people's hearts. Well done, church. Out of those 58, okay, this is not the total. This is out of those 58. 24 of them have already gone through growth track to say, I want to serve on team. And 14 of them are already serving on team. Even in a year where it's been COVID interrupted and people are struggling, people are wanting the power of God. People are finding home and purpose at Encounter. Your people, your friends, your family are finding home and purpose here. Here's how we lived out our core value of being generous. We gave more than $2,000 to Streetlight Ministries this year. To see kids on the street in Elizabeth and our northern suburbs, our beautiful friends, Annie and Ben Rowe, who we love, part of this Encounter family, have been doing an incredible job of ministering to those people. And so we financially bless them. I want to tell you, you can get on the street with them. You can partner with them, encourage with them, be down there with them on a Thursday night, because these are people who are breaking new ground for the gospel. So more than two grand we gave to them. More than $800 worth of books for prison ministry. As Jess in her ministry within the prison is getting books and Bibles because young people are hungry for change. They want to see their lives transformed. 
We gave $16,000 to open doors this year to see the persecuted church supported in the midst of their persecution. We gave $1,000 to Compassion to support the work of Compassion Ministries. And even better, this church sponsored on a single day, 32 Compassion Kids, lifting them out of poverty in Jesus' name. 32 lives change, communities change, families change. The nation of Indonesia, we believe in Jesus' name, will be changed because of the impact of our generosity and our prayers. Never stop praying for your Compassion Kids church. If you you've got a compassion kid, you're sitting at home, you're watching this, you're listening to this, pray for your compassion kid, please. It is so important. This is not just a financial decision, it's a spiritual one. Three new life groups, two new services, two new elders and one new youth ministry. What a year. That's in COVID year. Man, imagine what could have happened if we didn't have COVID. God is good and his kingdom is breaking in. So I just want to thank the team, thank our church, thank my amazing wife who has driven our digital ministry. If you're watching this online, it's because of people like my wife primarily who have done an amazing job. And we just honour you, Jen, for pastoring this church in such a way. And uh, so that's 2020. What about 2021? Well, let's look at today's scripture today's teaching text to understand what God is doing among us in 2021. Now, this is one of my favourite Bible passages, and it might be my favourite chapter in all of Scripture, Matthew chapter 16. There is so much going on in here. Jesus has been doing ministry. He's fed the 4,000. He's dealing with all the rubbish of the Pharisees who were like, well, I saw you do that, but do another miracle so we can prove it. And then he's dealing with his disciples who are processing all this information and Jesus teaching and Jesus spoke in parables, right? So all the time he's like, maybe this is what I'm talking about. And the disciples are baffled. They're just as baffled as we are. So they're processing all this information and Jesus sees it and he goes to them. And he's like, who do people say that I am? And I just imagine this slightly awkward pause and they're looking to each other. Eventually one of them's like, uh, people think you might be a prophet, the uh, Jeremiah or, or Elijah or John the Baptist. The John the Baptist one, I've never got that. Like he, they were alive at the same time. They're cousins, but, you know, people, rumours spread for all sorts of reasons. But this is kind of a big deal. Like the people are saying Jesus is one of the great prophets in the history of Israel. Elijah and Jeremiah, these are people that all of Israel has been looking to throughout history. And the, and the disciples are saying, that's who the people say you are. But that was a segue. That's, that, that was the primer question. That's not what Jesus is really asking here, church. He's asking a different question. He turns and looks at them. He's like, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? And I imagine the pause just got longer and more awkward. And eventually, Simon, Simon, the guy who cuts off a guy's ear, Simon, the guy who would later deny Jesus three times. Simon, the burly fisherman, the rough and tumble guy who steps forward and says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. See, Simon saw something. He saw something not everybody did and he named something. He called it out. Because friends, let me tell you something. If you want to cut through the confusion of 2020, if you want more clarity in your 2021, if you want hope and assurance in your 2021, you do not need better information. You do not need more crowdsourced data. 
You do not need to be listening to the voices around you. You need the Messiah. You need the Son of God. You need Jesus Christ Himself to be in your life, speaking to you, working through you. That is what you need in 2021 to live the life you really want to live. And so Simon calls this out. Simon recognises one thing, that if you're going to really cut through confusion in your life, you need to call on the name of Jesus as the Son of the living God, the Lord of all things. And in 2021, our vision for Encounter Church is to call it out. Call it out. Call out to Jesus. Call out new life in others. And let new life be called out from you. We want to see that called out. Because the power of God is in the people of God. And God is doing a work in you to call out hope and life in each other, church. If you're at home, you might be at home. You may have barely logged on this morning. I hope you're catching this. God is calling new life out of you right now. The same way that Simon called out the identity of Jesus, Jesus is calling out the identity of you. And he's calling new life into you. Simon, my friends, wasn't special. He wasn't particularly brilliant. But he saw something. He saw something. The great need for the world in 2021 and beyond is people calling out new life in other people in the name of Jesus. Let me say that again. The great need for the world in 2021 and beyond is people calling out new life in other people in the name of Jesus. So call it out. That's the banner we stand under in 2021. And what does that mean for us? How are we going to live that out? Well, here at Encounter, we have these things called missional goals. And we live under under these banners of missional goals because they help us work out how to be about our mission. We've got a goal in life. That is to become more like Jesus. That is holiness is our goal. But how do we do that? We're about a mission. We've got work to be about. So we've got these four missional goals. Last year, this year rather, 2020, our four missional goals were to develop resilient disciples to have culturally engaged leaders, to be contending in prayer and to have hearts on fire for Jesus. And we've already seen some stats about how we've gone about that. But this year we have four different missional goals that we want to be about. And I'm really excited to be able to share them with you because this is how we are going to be about transforming the world in 2021. You ready? Hype team, you ready? Come on. That's what I like to hear. Our first missional goal, Jemima, in 2021 that the elders and the staff have prayed for and affirmed is to be impacting the generations. Impacting the generations. We are a future-focused church that relentlessly prioritises the next generations. Future-focused, relentlessly prioritising the next generations. Here's what Jesus says in Matthew 19. He says, leave the little children alone and don't try to keep them from coming to me. Because the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. You know, we all come to Christ like a little child. But specifically, we are a church who is going to relentlessly prioritise people under the age of 25. Right? We are going to be shaping our worship, our mission and our ministry around predominantly working towards those people. Now, I am quite a bit older than the age of 25. That means there is a chance that I could be in a space and go, oh, this doesn't feel like it's, it's quite for me. God is for you personally. Church is not necessarily about your preference. 
God is always for you. Church is for people to come and find community and find home and find a sense of life in Jesus. Now, if, if that's because we are constantly transforming it so that the way in which we present the gospel message is for those of the next generations to come and the children and the children for a thousand generations, that is a good thing, friends. You do not want us to look like we've always looked. So we will constantly prioritize children, youth, and young adults. Now, for those of us who are over the age of 25 or are quite a bit over the age of 25, <laughs> come on, they're still cheering from those people. What this means for you is that your children, your brothers and sisters, your nieces and nephews, your grandchildren are going to always find a space at Encounter Church that they can go, yeah, I can find home here. Always, that is our promise to you. We will always be prioritizing our impact on the generations. Now, what you might notice, though, is that our missional goal here is not impacting the next generation. It's impacting the generations. Let me tell you something. If you're over 30 here at Encounter, you may have had an experience I'm very, very familiar with. That is, you've walked in and you've had this weird moment where you've looked around and went, am I too old for this church? We want you at this church we need you at this church. You are a part of this. This is your home. This can be your home. We are seeing stories of people over 30, 40, 50, 60, seeing their lives transformed in Jesus' name in this place. But you've got to be willing to recognize that you are wanted here. And then our job comes to create community. Part of what we're doing in 2021 is emphasizing the over 30s and over 40s community that we make sure that they know they have place here. They know that this is for them. And this is not just for the sake of being intergenerational, church, right? I don't care about buzzwords. No, I, I create my own buzzwords. You know that. We, I, I don't care about other people's buzzwords. I, we are not here just for the sake of being intergenerational. What we want is to see people who are over the age of 40 impacted profoundly in the name of Jesus. If you're watching at home, your parents, your grandparents, they need the power of God in them right now. They need their hearts transformed, their lives renewed. Some of them need to find salvation urgently. Some of them, they know salvation, but they need their hearts brought back to life, dry bones brought back to life. We all need that. Church, don't ever think that you're too old for Jesus. If you're not dead, you're not done in Jesus' name. So we're impacting the generations for Jesus. And I can't wait to see generations of Christians in this church. I love that Jess, who was up here before hosting, her mum, her brother, her kids. There's generations in this church, right? Generations. In the, that's the vision for this church. Generations upon generations of faithful believers. How good. Here is the second one. Eric, you're up, my guy. Our second missional goal in 2021 is to be Bible-fed and Spirit-led. Bible-fed and Spirit-led. Now, I might switch you to around just because of the screen. So let's switch you to around. Look, it's, it's just a practical consideration, Jemima. We're, no judgment on your height or on your height, Eric. Bible-fed and Spirit-led in 2021. All right. This is something we've talked about a lot at Encounter. We, we build ourselves on this. We want to be Bible-fed, Spirit-led people because it's the Word of God that teaches us who we are to believe in and what it means to believe in Jesus. But it's the Spirit of God inside us that makes life worth living. 
See, the Bible feeds us. It gives us our daily bread. It's the Spirit of God inside of us that turbocharges us and sends us out in ministry and sends us out on mission that gives us the fuel, the overflow of the love of God into other people. We need both to be Bible-fed and Spirit-led. It is not enough to be just one or the other. Trusting in Jesus is what gives you eternal life, but being filled with the Spirit is what makes life worth living. So in 2021, we are emphasizing biblical literacy and spiritual authority, both at the same time. What does that mean? First, spiritual authority. Every year, we do our Power of Encounter series in winter. We do that because in winter, we want to warm you up with the fire of the Holy Ghost. We want to set a fire inside of you that's not going to stop. We want to see you get pumped for what Jesus is doing in your life. And so we bring in people who can feed into you so that your spiritual life can be renewed. Every single year, you've got this big, big petrol station stop in the middle of the year to know that the fire of God is going to be renewed inside of you. But more than that, We want to be teaching you about spiritual warfare and spiritual gifts and what it means to be people who walk in step with the Spirit. In a practical sense, what does it mean to be people of the Spirit of God? We're going to be teaching you about that in 2021. Bible fed. Every year we do uh, do sermon series that are based around books of the Bible. We're going to take that a little bit further this year. We're going to be doing a little bit more of that. We're also going to be equipping you offline more Bible plans, more groups around Bible reading, more leadership development around Scripture and biblical literacy to help you feel equipped. Because we know that one thing you don't want to do is feel led by the Spirit of God into mission and then feel like you have absolutely nothing to say. It's terrifying. Or to feel like you're being led into mission and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm terrified. So you're there, but you feel unequipped. The Word of God is there to equip you. The Word of God is foundational in a culture full of shifting sands don't look around and ask what the people around you are saying about Jesus what do you say what do you say about Jesus it's time to be bible fed and spirit led in 2021 so if you've ever wanted to grow in either of those things in understanding scripture or spiritual authority 2021's your year number three text I'll get your stand on the end too <laughs> our third mission will go in 2021 is to be for the city. We are for the city. We are people who are going to be a generous, loving community that is sent to be good neighbours for the city. That's what we're going to be. That's what we're going to be about in 2021. So what does that mean? Well, Jesus challenged his followers to be good neighbours. Again and again, it's a spin-off of the great commandment to say, love your neighbor as yourself. And, and people then went, well, who is, who is my neighbor? That is, that is so much better. What if uh, some people are my neighbor? That, that would be good, right? And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Everyone's your neighbor. Everyone's your neighbor. Your sister, your brother is your neighbor, which means that where you work, where you live, where you play, where you spend time with your family, where you eat and drink, whatever you do, you are bringing mission into that space. You're being the presence of God in that space. How do we be good neighbors? We want you not just here at church, not just in Prospect, not even just in the city of Adelaide, but we want you to realize that you are called to be good neighbors wherever you are, with your family, with your friends. We want you to have the generosity of the Spirit of God inside of you. Have a generous spirit about you as you go to be good neighbours and to call out kingdom potential. So whether you live in Prospect or Port Adelaide or Narracourt or Melbourne or, or Suva in Fiji, 
We want to see you being good neighbours in 2021. And we want to equip you to minister to your city, to your people. God has called you and placed you somewhere for a reason. And even if you don't know what that reason is, if you, some people are trying to look around for a reason why I am where I am. It actually doesn't matter. The reason is to reach people for the sake of Jesus. Oh, but I don't know why I'm in this suburb. Who cares? Do you have a neighbour? Great. Witness to them. I don't know what to say. Make them some food. Buy them some flowers. Encourage them. Mow their lawn. You can practically serve your neighbour right now in a way that's going to uplift them and see the kingdom of God begin to break into their lives. You don't have to speak to them about Jesus first. You will at some point. Otherwise, you're just going to be doing nice things. But you are called to be good neighbours to your city. This is in the history of, of people like Jeremiah who encourage people to live for the good of the city. That's who we're called to be as followers of Jesus. How can you be great neighbours to your city? Let me tell you the last thing about being great neighbours. Last year I talked about how we're looking for the next car and tech story of people who as adults came to faith and saw their family transform. I actually think we might have already found that story, but at the risk of embarrassing them, I don't want to say their names out loud. But we are seeing more and more adult Christians come and make a decision to give their life to Jesus because they see that in Jesus there is hope, there is life, there is purpose. And it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you come from. Jesus is doing a work in you. So we want to see the next stories of salvation. That's how we're going to be good for the city, by bringing the gospel to the city, by sharing the life-changing hope of Jesus with people. And our final... Oh, oh hang on, before I get into that. Oh, this is exciting. See, we are looking for the next car and Tex, and we're looking for the next Simone and Georgia and these people who have found faith in 2020. But we're also looking for the next Jenny and Mike. God help you. <laughs> we're, we're looking for the next people to plant a church. Because Encounter is a church that plants churches. We believe in the mission of God. We believe that God hasn't just sent us to plant one church, but to be on a mission planting churches throughout the nation and the globe so that the Spirit of God will break into people's communities so that Jesus will take over people's hearts. They'll put their trust in Jesus and see communities and lives transformed and heaven rejoicing as eternity gets bigger for people. That's what we're about. Right now, if your heart's pounding a little bit faster, it could be because God is stirring you up to be part of the next church plant that we send out. We're going to start that journey next year. We're going to start it next year. We probably settle down. We probably won't plant a church next year. But we are going to start this journey next year. And so what's God stirring you up about? What's God stirring you up about in terms of leading the next encounter church plant? In 2021, we're going to be for the city. And the final missional goal in 2021, Alex, you're up, is this. In 2021, we are going to be developing resilient disciples. Now, you may be thinking, Mike, I thought we did that last year. I thought we did that in 2020. That's right. We're always going to be developing resilient disciples. We are always going to be prioritizing Deep, mature Christians who last the test of time. If you're at home now and you're feeling a bit flat in your faith, can I tell you, we are here for you. We're not just here as like, hey, we're encouraging you. No, no, we're putting things in place to grow you and challenge you. If you want to be grown in your spiritual life, and that's a big if, if you want to be grown, now is the time. 2021 is the year. 
We'll always be developing resilient disciples. You and I, we're just about 2020 out. Zoom fatigue, decision fatigue, lockdown fatigue, just fatigue, just fatigue. But take heart, for Christ has overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. Here's what we're going to be doing. Here's what we're going to push harder to in 2021, things that we know produce resilient disciples. Number one, healthy life groups. You need to be in a life group church. Absolutely need to. These are people who hold you accountable, challenge you, grow you, teach you, and in turn, you hold them accountable and grow and teach and do all those good things as well. You need to get in a life group for your own development. We're going to be pushing internships more and more. We're pressing into a new day with internships. If it was up to me, I would force everyone under the age of 25 to do an internship, but that's called fascism, so I can't. But what I am going to do is say that if you're under the age of 25 and you can make that time on a Friday, notice I didn't say you've just got time. You might have to make it. You might have to cut out something on your life, but it will transform you if you do, right? It is going to change the trajectory of your life. Carve out that time to be an intern on a Friday. One year can change your whole life. By the way, it doesn't just go for under 25s. Over 25s, this is for you. This is not an exclusive thing for young people. Come on, am I right, Cara Horner? Amen. We're pushing in next year into building a discipling culture. This is a process that we are going to put underneath our church as a backbone of discipleship to help every person in this room know more and more what it means to put their trust in Jesus, not just today, but at the end of their days as well. And we're going to be launching our discipleship pipeline and linking it into the wider church because we want this to be something where your possibilities in Christ are actually exponential. They are beyond your wildest imaginations, and we want to help you find a pathway for that. We're going to be launching the Joshua generation, a generation who are the next generation of church planners and pastors and theologians and missionaries within our midst. We're going to be raising you up and equipping you really intentionally in 2021 to discover what it is that God has been calling you to do. What the world needs in 2021 and beyond is people calling out new life in other people in the name of Jesus. So in 2021, Encounter Church will continue to develop resilient disciples. Thanks, team. You guys can sit down. Amazing job. Those missional goals, they just sit up the back of our church every week. We put them up to remind us what we are about this year. So let's just go back to Matthew 16 for a moment as the band comes back up. Jesus asked a question at this time about identity. He says, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And it's only Simon who who can reach out and say it. It's only Simon that can call that out. And at face value, it could even look like maybe Jesus doesn't know who he is. Maybe he doesn't get his own identity at all. But when we scratch a little deeper and we hear that second question, we're like, oh, no, 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 no. Jesus knows who he is. But he wants to know if you know who he is. Do you know him, church? I don't mean do you know about him? Are you aware of him? Do you know him? Do you personally know Jesus? Because in that awkward silence, it was only Simon who could call out what he saw in Jesus. Simon said, you're the Messiah. You're the Son of God. And in the moment of that revelation, Jesus turned and gave him a revelation of his own. You see, Simon, it means he has heard. There's something, there's something that Simon has heard, he's caught about Jesus. That's what his name means in Hebrew. Shimon, he has heard. He has heard. And Jesus turns and looks at him and he says, I'm going to give you a new name. I'm glad you have heard. 
But I don't need someone who can hear anymore. I need, I need a rock. I'm going to call you Peter. And Peter, you unstable fisherman, you're going to be the rock on which I build my church. I'm actually going to take everything that is about my mission, everything that is about what I want to achieve. Let, hear this, hear this. You can never, let, never get comfortable with this idea, church. God took the most important mission in history and put it in the hands of ordinary people. That's you and me. That's you and me. God has entrusted you with His mission. And we think it's about turning up to church on Sundays on a good day. Do you know Jesus? I don't mean do you know about Him. Do do you know Him? Do you have an abstract God figure or do you have a friend and a saviour? Do you have someone you've read about in a book or do you have someone that you know has come alongside of you, who walks with you, who has carried you, who has gone to the cross for you, who has raised you to life with him? Do you know him? Church, Jesus is calling life out of you. No more Sunday Christians. No more consumer, comfortable Christians. It's not going to be enough in 2021. The language, the voices of the world, they're going to be too loud. Right in your ear, you're going to have so many voices telling you who to be, telling you what to do. We want to be people who are Bible-fed and Spirit-led so that we know what God is calling us to be and do. Right? That's what it means to be Bible-fed, Spirit-led. We know who it is we are called to be through the Word and what we're called to do through His Spirit by hearing the voice of God. That's who we need to be. No more separating Jesus from other parts of your life. Maybe I talk about let your Sundays invade your Mondays. Maybe I need to say let your Sunday mornings invade back on your Saturday nights. No more having cynical hearts. And I mean, I'm speaking to everyone here, but I guess I am speaking to the over 40s, over 50s a little bit because the older we get, the more we've experienced pain. And maybe that's you here today. You've experienced a bit of pain and you're cynical about Jesus. You're listening because you do believe in God. You do believe in Jesus, but you're cynical that God can transform you in your life. You need to put that cynicism to death and receive a new heart that Jesus wants to give you. Not a heart of stone, but a heart of flesh. No more being half-hearted or afraid followers of Jesus. In Jesus, if you're not dead, you're not done. Because He is not a God of the dead, but of the living. Amen. What is God calling out of you? Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you were able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We'd love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, Don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.